0: Everybody live from our living rooms, it's the Ozone! A renewed, refreshed, vibrant conversation amongst brothers in the living room. We're talking boxing, we're talking baseball, we're talking football. I'm here with my brother, The Icons. How you been? Groovy, baby, groovy, just groovy. Hello, Sammy, baby. And, uh, yeah, we got an action-packed episode for you. We're going to be talking boxing. There is a lot to talk about. We have a couple special guests. We're coming back strong. Uh, We have former 168-pound green belt holder champion Anthony Durrell is coming in to speak with us. We have triumphant candidate for trainer of the year once again, Mr. Derek James, Earl Spence Jr.'s trainer, and Jamel Charlo's trainer. Uh, And we're going to talk to you about what's happening in the world of college football if anybody can play a game that is COVID-free. So let's jump right into it because we're going to talk about the world of boxing right now. We only got champs in our camps. And we're coming back on the Ozone strong. Everybody been working. Everybody been busy. Everybody been quarantining. But we came back with the champ. AD in the house. What's up? Anthony Durrell, you talk to us, man. Happy holidays. Good to see Happy
1: you. Happy holidays to y'all, too. Hope everybody's safe, man. And uh, staying safe. I know I am.
0: Yeah, we keeping it tight, boy. This, this uh, COVID dropping people like flies, man. We ain't We ain't
1: playing. I'm down here in Florida, man. It is wide open. When I say, bro, wide open, I just had somebody put up, sent me something in Miami. He was the only person
0: in the whole restaurant wearing a mask.
1: They don't even care about that, man. It's wide, when I say wide open, literally wide open, man. My man said that it's so bad
0: that people look at him crazy for wearing a mask.
1: Yeah. I don't stand. I don't yeah. know what you gotta do to believe. It's people yeah, I, dropping like this ain't no joke. I don't know. I, you know, I'm staying protected, so I'm good. Amen to that. Well we yep. that's it. Yeah. You protect yourself at all times, just like being you know. in the ring. You got to, man. You got to. So, you know, I got a fight coming up, so I'm straight. I gotta I gotta protect myself, man. Ain't gonna ain't nobody gonna mess up my payday. nuh uh. Can't do it. I'm the same way. Listen. Listen, I'm back on set. We're back
0: filming. I tell people all the time because I got people hitting me. Hey man, you want to get grab a drink? We're like, nah, I'm good, man. If yeah, I hit, if I did. if I pop positive, that's 205 people that's out of work for at least two weeks. Yeah, I hit you on FaceTime, man. Very
1: irresponsible. I hit you on Face Facetime. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's buddy. So All right, so girl,
0: we got a fight to talk about with you, but let's talk about the state of the union right now in boxing. What is going on? What I want to know: How does it feel as a professional, as somebody who risks his own health every time you step into the ring? What does it feel like to have these non-professionals, YouTubers, so on and so forth, making these exhibition fights and getting paid and seemingly getting respected? Yeah. From the from the promoters and so on.
1: Talk to me. You know what? I never knocked a person for making money. Any way you're supposed okay. to make it, you make it. I never knocked that. But when it comes to this, it's different. P- I know people that will kill to be in a position in that spotlight that they were just in. That's fighting under Mike Tyson and Roy Jones yeah. on the undercard co-main event. Legends. That's all I gotta say. And for that fight, and they, and they treating it like a game, you know. For for a guy like who had one fight and ain't boxing his life, uh, Jake Paul, and he's okay. He's not bad like Nate Robinson was. I think that was just it, it, the whole. I the only fight that I respect is 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 Tyson and Roy Jones, and that's just my honest truth. Because all the other fights was garbage, and and I, the, the first fight wasn't garbage, and Badu fight, Badu Jack fight wasn't garbage, but come on, man, it was garbage. Like the opposition that they fought, the first fight was probably the best fight, but the other yes, fight, the first fight was the Badu best fight. fight. Badu fight, Badu fought a club fighter.
2: Exactly. I don't,
1: I
0: don't, but, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that that looked good. That it was competitive, right? No, it, it,
1: when you could see the disparity in in levels. Yep it was it was garbage, man. The whole show. Professionalism. And, and, and to me, I feel that the fight shouldn't have been on pay per view. I think it should have been where everybody can see it. I think they'd have made a lot more money like that, uh, just because of the sponsors, because of the, especially if they they were donating. If they, if everybody donated their salary. I wouldn't care. Like I wouldn't. I'm fine with it. I wouldn't have no. We probably wouldn't even be on here talking right now because it'd be going to a good cause. But they not. They're keeping that. So right. That's their money. That's six hundred thousand that Jake Paul and Nate Robinson got. Man, that's a lot of money. People. That's a lot of money. Having that's a lot of money money when times are good.
0: Let alone in the middle of the pandemic when a good half or more of the country is in the breadline.
1: I agree man it, it, it's 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 a disrespect man and I don't know if y'all watched my my story when I was on like on that day like but I was pissed man I was like highly upset with with the boxing I remember. World. Yeah with the boxing I mean, world. You went back and forth Yep because it's a slap in the face man it's like it's like y'all doing this and people will re- literally kill to be in this position that you guys are in and y'all treating it like a game like you want to fight this and that? Like I know you got a lot of YouTubers. Do your own fucking show. Oh my bad. Do your own show. Don't do a mm-hmm. a real competitive boxing match. This is not how this go. There were they was promoting this this like it was a real boxing match, and it wasn't. Nate Robinson had no experience, no fight. If somebody got hurt, if somebody was to get hurt in that, bro, you will have to blame the 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 commission, man. Period. You have I to agree. And, and it looked like Nate all, w- w- was on his way to actually being
0: yeah. hurt. Right. It looked, but because he was down for a long time. He tried to lay out in the ring afterwards. Besides the fact that his reputation and his ego definitely took an L. Right. Uh, but, but besides that, you have the situation where you don't play boxing. And, you know, and now this is – now that fight – you could argue that that fight singularly then propelled – the next spectacle that the world is going to have to be subjected to,
1: which is now Jake's brother, Logan Paul, fighting, uh, Floyd, fighting Floyd Mayweather. But that's that. That's the same. Like Floyd was mad about a whole bunch of belts me. And I understand where he's coming from. He's an older guy. He want to make money. But if you want to make money, like they say, fight fight a Oscar De La Hoya in the in the, in the expedition with in a uh and like how Roy right. and Mike Tyson fought right. each other. Yeah, there. fight a boxer. Don't fight a right. freaking yeah. YouTuber, man. It, it just don't go, man. Like, nobody wants to see that. And I respect Floyd because Floyd know how to make money, and everybody knows that. But this is not the way, Floyd. You give him boxing and everything, everybody in boxing, a bad name, man. That's just that's what pissed me off, too. What really pissed me off when Floyd fought Conor McGregor. That, sh- that crap... Pissed me off so bad because it was just a no, like we knew. What was that went on his record. He got a dub. Exact. And to be fifty and zero with that, come on, man. That's just not. It's just not on, fair, man. man. It's not fair to everybody else no. who deserved the opportunity to put this up on the line. Yeah, or deserve the opportunity, man. It's, it's better fighters out there than that, and you did fifty and zero with that. Here's the thing. What we've seen in general
0: and what we see in society now is the unfortunate effects of the I-itis and the me-first society. Because what we see in general is the way that we grow up in America is about me, I, what can the person do for me, what is it that I can get out of the situation, so on and so forth. Now, when it comes to us as black people, oftentimes that is justified by us by saying, well, Listen, everything is set up so that I'm set up to fail. So I have to look out for me because the system doesn't look out for me and so on and so forth. So there's an argument to be made there and it's understandable. But at large in society, what we're seeing is people who are choosing to do what they think helps them, but it's myopic. It's a nearsighted view because what you can do today to help yourself might hurt you in the long run. It might not only hurt you, it hurts the sport that everybody loves. It hurts society. And I'm not just talking about, you know, exhibition boxing and this, that, and the other. I'm not not talking about that. I'm talking about that and a series of other things that if you ask me, this is what I see as a flaw in society now. Because what we're doing, it used to be a way where sports were supposed to be where everything is equal, especially boxing. Guys are the same weight. You're literally divided by weight category. So that a guy that hits improportionately harder at 250 pounds is not fighting a guy at 150 pounds. Right? And so these things are supposed to be equal. And what we're seeing now, and you can you can take baseball for an example. You look at guys who have used steroids, performance-enhancing drugs, to get a leg up to get paid. Let's say, for example, you say, all right, man, well, I understand the guy had to get paid. That's only the surface level of what it is that ends up happening. Because not only do you hurt the team by the fact that eventually you get popped and you're not there when it's time to play in the playoffs and so on and so forth, but you hurt the game because there's somebody else who's doing it the right way who is now under pressure because he or may or or not be able to perform at the level that you're performing
1: artificially. This is another short-sighted view that hurts the game, hurts the sport. Yep, just like with the baseball, when they was calling plays that they knew, that, like the calling plays of the other team and they won the World Series, like every team in baseball was mad at them for that. And the thing is, it's the
0: general concept of the cheat. And what yep. you're talking about is these cats are cheating the game because the game itself, there are people who have dedicated, like yourself, who dedicated their life to the game, who never even get the shot. They never get the opportunity. And what one could say to argue that is, well, if you don't like it, then don't tune in. Don't pay your 50 bucks and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, but it's, but people can't say that because it's boxing. I am boxing. Like, my life is boxing. I'm going to watch boxing. But please don't put no BS on the screen for me to watch. Like I would have loved to just see Roy Jones and Tyson fight. I, every you know it, everybody would have paid the fifty bucks for that. It would have turned. Bro, listen that Never box that, that boxing show turned into a concert, a YouTube event, a clown show into the Tyson and Roy Jones fight. Like they owe. They supposed to fought like they fought. Period. I agree. Like everybody worked, shouldn't have been there, man. It shouldn't have been there. It shouldn't have been no concert at the everyday. You know, because it turned into a spectacle. Yeah, like we don't want to. And see it could have turned. And, and what it could have done, in all honesty,
0: they could have used that as a showcase for some of the younger guys or some of the younger ladies. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? They, they, there was a there was an opportunity there really to be to use it as a showcase. Yeah. But it, you know, it, it's interesting because when I talk Besides to watch your, they almost get killed. Yeah, but when you watch your casual fan, because my timeline is you know chock full of casual fans. All that people could talk about is Nate getting knocked out. Everybody had jokes about Nate getting hurt and knocked out. And then everybody wanted to talk about Snoop as the Not even see if okay. Bro, no, not no, even see if was okay,
1: okay. You You're
3: not. No, didn't even see if he was okay.
1: No, they just want to clown him, bro. This is serious. Like, people don't understand. People this is die in a societal societal problem. problem. This is what yeah, I'm trying to tell you. This is a societal problem.
3: problem. Exactly. I completely agree, AD.
1: Yeah.
0: I had somebody on my
3: timeline it's literally like accident played. on the freeway that you're not supposed to be that you you don't want to look at, but you end up just staring at it anyway.
0: Right. Yeah. I didn't pay for it, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't justify the spectacle. I didn't pay for it and I didn't watch it. What I saw, I still I can't speak on the Roy Jones, Mike Tyson fight because I didn't watch it. Well the thing that happened to me was I said I'm cool because I don't want to be a part of the, the, the show. Then everybody and their mom sent me videos of Nate getting knocked out. I mean that's that's got to be one of the most highly trafficked videos ever. Yeah, and it probably he'd be the talk of
1: 2020. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like he did something. They gonna call that the knockout of the year. Y'all want to bet?
3: Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. That's a knockout of the year by YouTuber.
1: Wow, by YouTuber wow. that don't even box, and a and a guy that got right. knocked out that don't box. Watch. That's like me Play saying. Basketball. That's like me saying Jake. Let me borrow your YouTube channel for a day, and I need all the proceeds that I make off of it. Or the or Lakers, let me get all a right. let me get a contract and and, and sit out sit out a, a a starter so I can start. That don't even make no sense, man. They would have looked at us like, "What, man? If you don't go, they're not even listening to that." But the wow. only word is boxing. Wow. Do that. You name a spot where I can go get in the starting position and put a starter on the bench. You can't. Boxing. That's it. MMA
3: not even doing that. But wow. I think this is the problem with boxing, though, is because there's not a controlling body.
1: It is. It's not. It's not. It's but people, you know, you need some kind of control. Yep, just like Dana White. I, I, I think so, too, but people just, their ego's too big. Because you, they you need somebody to put their, their foot down. They never going to give up their power,
0: ever. The ego's are serious. Yeah. The egos and the older I get you more you realize how much of a problem the ego is in general in life. Yeah. It doesn't service you well. And and this situation, uh it, I, I really I know that people are gonna watch this and they're gonna say that all three of us are haters or alarmists or I oh, mean I already got that in my DM.
1: Did you? Yeah, so I say, listen, I say this, I said, that whole show was garbage. Somebody put in there, are oh, you just a hater? I didn't even respond to that like, bro. Like- no, there's nothing to respond to
0: about that. The, the, the issue becomes we're talking about a long-term view, and between the three of us on the line right now, you're talking about watching more than 100 years of boxing and the sport evolve and the sport devolve and the whole song and dance. And what you're seeing is, is you can see how this sort of time in boxing brings the sport down as opposed to elevating the sport to the levels that we've seen it at where you admire it. And you're like, wow, I respect these guys. I had a box. I remember I was, when I was uh, working, we was doing ballers in Miami. I used to go train at the fifth street gym. And I remember the the coach told me one of the first sessions, he was like, man, I'm going to tell you the truth. He said, after you go 12 rounds with a guy, you feel like you know that dude better than you may know people in your own family. They said the respect that you have and for that individual is is something you just you do there's no way to to properly explain it.
1: Unless you don't got that mind where you thinking about it, like you you not going to know. Like that's why when I fought uh Saki Obika the first time and then that second time I knew him. Like it was it was like cockwork because I knew what he was going to do. I I knew everything about him. That's why I beat him so bad the f- second time because I knew what was going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Now talk to us about the uh,
0: the fight you got coming up. Has it been announced? Can you announce it? Do, it we, do, do we need to pass happened. on
1: it? I, I don't okay. really got a uh, opponent yet. Uh, okay, I'm I'm looking at something big. Uh, not, not this I I think this fight is really like okay a, I don't know if, uh, But that next fight is going to be the one. That next probably fight something in be the, the summer. I, yeah, I think I'll. Uh, after that, when I call it quits, man. Probably, honestly. And I, good man. The We're good for you. Y'all wow! Are the first people out of yeah, A great career, man. Yeah, a great think, career. And I know I said it before, but like I'm, like I, I got a lot of business ventures that I'm in now. You know, I got a lot of stuff that I don't started. Uh, good. And I need to really, if I'm going to do it, I need to really focus on that. Just like I focused on boxing, all my focus need to be on them things, man. And and. I think boxing will be in a way when I, when I, if I retire, if I keep going this route, it'll just be in a way. And I'm getting old, man. I got to let these young boys, like, they ain't, they ain't going to come knock me off.
0: Yeah. Cause that's what they want to do. And that's what they, that's what the promoters want to set up. They yeah, this is the they responsible thing the to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They want, they want me to fight the young dog so they can get a look, yes. get a thing. They're not going to happen. Not going to happen. I'm smarter than that.
0: <laughs> I, I love to hear that you got other stuff going. Yeah, now, yeah. Let, since we got you on the line, let's speak about your your stateside uh, compadre. We got big news in the world of women's boxing with, with the, the self-proclaimed quote, Caressa Shields, the yeah. little homie, is moving over to MMA to get her some guac. Yeah. And, uh, and I, she
1: put up I some photos of training thing. with John Jones and everything. Holly Holmes. Yeah, I support yeah, I support her decision, man. I, I'm in her corner one hundred percent. Whatever she wanna do, I'm there. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a a, a really close friend first, man. I, I care about her where being, I care about you know, what she do, what she how she do it, and I, I support her hundred percent, man. It's no no hating my heart for what she's doing, man. If she can do it, do it, baby. <laughs> I agree. She and she's she's a really solid person. I got to hang
0: out with her one time at the fights. Who who knew it was gonna be what it was? I got to hang out at the fights in uh, Miami. Matter of fact, when the kid uh, uh, Jake Paul's only other fight, it was him. But it was the fight I went for was the JoJo Diaz Tevin Farmer fight.
1: Oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh,
0: and I met her there, and I you know I I had already followed her, and I knew the Charles Peoples and whatnot, and she you know she's really solid.
1: Yeah, I, I she's down to earth and everything, man. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Real champion. It's a real champion yeah, for person. sure. I, I wish for the best for her.
0: And she's going to come on the Ozone. She already hit me. She said she was mad at you and yeah. came on and she ain't been on yet. <laughs> she was mad at me? No, no, no. She was just mad at us in general. She's like, look. She's like, Big o, I got to get on the zone. What's happening?
2: I was like, it's <laughs> happening whenever you
0: got to yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah well, We want yeah, to yeah, promote her sorry. stuff, but, you know, from here on. And now I want to speak about the, the action from last week because Arrow came back. And Arrow came back in a way yeah, yeah. That, that, listen, you, this is the Ozone, and we've talked about this for years now. Errol Spence is, for me, way up on the pound-for-pound pound list, and to me, not even close when it comes to welterweights, that he's the best welterweight with the best resume. Later on this program, we're going to speak to his I trainer, Derrick James, and we're going to speak about it. But one thing, coming off of that accident, it was beautiful to see him still have it. The thing I want to speak about is because I, I actually met Danny at that same fight where I met Clarissa, and met Danny and his dad. And I like Danny a lot. I like Danny as a person, and you know I love the family it element. Yeah. And And Danny is a class fighter. Danny had two losses on his record before this. But we have never... Never
1: seen Danny get dominated like we saw last Saturday. I'm gonna tell y'all, it was really like he shut down in round five. If y'all seen it when he walked to the corner man it was that was it. I, I said agree. that's. I said he done. I said because once he did that, like he was bamboozled. He's he, he was done. He like I can't do nothing with this dude. Like he done. But now I mean that's EJ man. He gonna he gonna take you take you there. He going to take you there. Gonna he gonna think he's going to make it ugly. Right if, you, if you
0: have any quit in you, he's going to bring it out. I tell you yeah. that much because he's applying so much pressure. The kid is such a great athlete. I was just so happy to see him
1: still be him post-accident. I mean, I, I talk to him too. Like, I, I talk to him on the phone all the time too. And, and and I know he wasn't coming back if he wasn't 100%. I know, I, like, I hang out with him. I know, man. And he, right. he, I mean, I say he he not going to come back. I the not same hurt. way about it. When he say he 100%, he 100%. Like, people just got to listen to him. I, I guess now they'll listen, though. Well,
0: they're going to have to listen, and somebody's going to have to do some major stepping up to get on his level. Because I everybody likes to speak about Terrence Crawford being pound for pound this and blah, blah, blah. Me, personally, I, I think... Terrence is a high-level fighter, yet I haven't seen it at 47. I've seen it at 40. Yeah. At 47, he just doesn't have the competition level to showcase the greatness. I'm not going to be impressed yeah, that might. you beat up an old Amir Khan. I'm not going be to be impressed yeah, that you beat up might. an old
1: Gilbrook. Yeah, we might I'm see it, though. we have to see I it mean, eventually because that's where the money is at. Corporate. PBC don't show nobody yeah. playing on PBC. And that's... We Straight might up. see it because of what happened with him and Bob Arum. Yeah, that it's coming. It's it, it got to come. It's got to. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, both. Of, I think. I think the fight happen sooner, better than later.
3: Who do you have for the fight tomorrow? Who do you think, P- Pulev or Joshua?
1: Yeah, I just watched. The,
0: I just watched the, the breakdown, man. They. Um, I still. They like, what what faces. I
1: tell y'all after the Fury and Wilder fight, who the best heavyweight out there?
0: hey man it's hard to argue that that big fella ain't the best fella out hey he looks lean too he's in shape
1: I don't care what he is
2: I don't <laughs> care what uh, Tyson Fury get a
1: hold of but he ain't gonna gonna see how much that shape help him no 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 I'm talking about Tyson Fury's lean down and in shape I'm talking about Tyson Fury he's too quick for heavyweight he's and people don't think Tyson Fury can punch he can punch look how many times he hurt Wilder dude can punch let me tell you something. We I was got leverage. Back
0: afterwards. Yes. Yeah, he's we coming down on you.
1: Afterwards, and he walked right
0: by me. I'm a big dude. Tyson <laughs> Fury is a giant. A giant. He walked, he walked by yeah. me right after the fight, literally, and came over and gave me love backstage. And I was like,
1: oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, giant. Man, that dude <laughs> is a big fella. Yep, he's a big guy, man. A giant he's- take a jab? And and, and, move. Bop, and move like a super middleweight yeah. or lightweight, yeah. And he on his toe, no problem. Bop, bop. man. Who I think Joshua I, can beat that? we gonna see. I think he can. All right, you wanna Joshua looks good, <laughs> good. let's bet a meal like if we don't got to bet no money, let's bet like dinner or something. A, a nice a steak. steak when all a this so goes. Whoever wins, okay. wherever we want, go take us out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna put it on me like that, huh? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm betting
0: on yeah. that. Tomorrow, tomorrow's fight is interesting just because of that long layoff. Last time we seen AJ in the ring was against Ruiz. He was super cautious. He played. He fought the the safe fight. I like what he's saying. Ever since he got knocked out, I have to be honest. Because when you listen to what he's saying, he he speaks with a lot of sense about dedicating himself to the gym and dedicating himself to improving as a fighter and as a
1: boxer. Yeah,
3: and conditioning. Not being big. I understand.
1: Yeah. Being. Understandable. yeah. And like can, you box? Now. can you box with Tyson Fury? No.
3: You can't. It takes a long time to get
0: to that level. And speaking of which, Tyson Fury's brother is fighting on that card tomorrow. Oh, is he? Yeah, Huey Fury. He's fighting tomorrow. Is he big as his brother? He's 247. No. He ain't 270.
3: He doesn't have the height, though, I don't think.
0: Yeah. Uh, that 6'9 is a problem. Talking, yeah, six nine is That's the basketball player height.
1: Smith.
0: You know, I, hey, Callum Smith, does, right now, the Brits are churning out good fighters. The UK is churning out good fighters. And if Callum Smith stays out there and
1: it ain't scared, I think he can hurt Canelo. The issue I know, is... I, like, like, seeing Callum Smith last fight, how that dude pressured him... I don't, if Canelo do that, Callum Smith won't win. I I got Callum Smith too, but Callum, Callum Smith, Canelo picked him for a reason. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And that's where I was going. I was this close to them. It was almost you. Yeah, but he wanted to fight. I'm like, I'm not fighting. You got to give me eight weeks. You can't get, I'm not fighting no, no, you no six, five weeks. You crazy? But you know, I won't even make the. You gotta fight. make it like that. <laughs> yeah, I won't even make always,
0: the yeah, weight. That's, that's you know. And he's been training for a year, basically. Exactly. <laughs> since,
1: they, since they couldn't get even no fights and this, that, and the other since since Kovalev. Yeah, yeah. Canelo is uh He picked them for a reason, man. I was close, though. yeah. I was close. Ooh, I, I think he's pick- very susceptible. First of all, I
3: want to see somebody invest in his body. I don't ever see anybody invest in his body.
1: Because I mean, Canelo moves yeah. too much. Like, you can you can get there, you know, jabs and stuff, but it ain't no just pounding, let let's Canelo do what he do before and come in like this. Mm-hmm. You can pound it, but Callum, yeah, he Smith, changed. Callum Smith can't stand yeah. nobody who's coming in. And Callum Smith ain't never fought nobody like that. Yeah, And he's
0: long, and he needs to get his arms extended. And I think that what the plan is going to be. Now, who I will give major credit to, is Eddie and Chapo Reynoso, because they come up with good fight plans for
1: Canelo. Yeah. And Canelo goes out there, and he executes. Can and I think Canelo I, will pull it out. I honestly do, but Callum Smith got a hell of a chance.
2: So
0: does Canelo. Think, I mean, in theory, he should beat him. Yeah. In
1: theory. Yes.
0: And, and I'm very interested to see what happens with Canelo as the face of boxing, if you will, after leaving Golden Boy. And after now splitting up and being on a
1: fight-by-fight basis he, with the zone. He left Golden Boy in the zone and went back to the zone. What was the point <laughs> in that? I don't understand either. But, I
0: mean, apparently he was just mad because he wasn't getting the fights. So yeah. there's always that. and then So it's perhaps- probably some kind of restructure of his contract, right? Got to be. clearly. I mean, that 365. But, see, that 365 was the
1: him in a lot of ways. I would have waited on that money. I don't that care.
0: says Oscar personally guaranteed it.
1: Yeah, I would have waited on that money. Like, y'all got to pay me. I'm sitting back. Come, come. Right. That. Yeah. I saw How it. many fights was it guaranteed? 10? 11. 11. 11, 11 fights,
2: right? And he fought three already, 11, right? 30, 30
1: what? 36 mil? Something. 36 a piece. Yeah. 36 fights. Man, I'm waiting on that money. I'm sitting back. Yeah. If I don't got to never box again. I'm going to get this type of Yeah, I'm sitting back. Give me my money. Give
0: me my cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I think he I think he fought three of them, right? He fought Kovalev, Danny Jacobs, and uh, uh, who was the one before that? The no, Rocky Fielding Cesar Chavez like, Junior. Rocky Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Fielding because Rocky Fielding. That's what I just said, Rocky Fielding. No, what about Cesar Chavez Junior? Do we that was say that? before the deal?
2: Mm. Remember, hey, Triple G,
0: G went rushed the ring on that. That was before both
1: Triple G fights. What about mm. what about G got a fight coming up too next week? G got a fight coming up next yeah. week, next next Friday. I think he what you I, think? I, I think I think GG is done. You think he's completely done? Yeah, because you see his last fight?
3: He took a lot of body work.
1: Every, I don't think he lost the fight because he dropped
0: Derekinko in the first round. Everybody always act like he didn't drop him in the first yeah, round. He dropped everybody loves to forget when just like with Danny, <laughs> just like when we just like when we saw you with Danny's fight, everybody <laughs> loved to forget that Triple G dropped you early and then they act like that didn't count when somebody surges
1: late. It still counts. That's still two rounds in the bank. It, still it do. And it's and that's two rounds. That's two yeah, that's rounds, two rounds, rounds in, the right there, in the bank. First round. First round.
0: You up the uphill battle. Now, I ain't gonna say he didn't have no problems. Eric Fichenko gave out some smoke. He ain't look good. Nah, he didn't look good. Nah. Nah. But, you know, he's been through He's been through some wars, though. This
3: is when you don't cherry-pick all of your fights. I know people, you know, if you cherry-pick your fights, if you go and pick some, you know, some tomatoes, then you're gonna, you're gonna you know... Yeah, you know,
0: some rust on you. Of course, of course. He
3: fought battles with Canelo. Yep.
0: He got to fight. What's interesting is, is they fighting on back to back nights, is because he's fighting on Friday and Canelo Friday, fighting on Friday, Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Well, wow. yep.
3: and this is a pass the torch moment, I think, that they're trying to set up too for Triple G, so that he can have that trilogy, and then they can get him on out of here.
0: Right. Because if Canelo can't have a convincing win against him after all this time, he
1: ain't going <laughs> to like, man, you ain't going to never I get you one. don't want that fight no more. He don't care about that.
3: He nah. Just, you don't think he wants that trilogy? Because the people want it just like they want to watch that Jake Paul stuff. The people want to watch that.
1: He don't want it. I'm telling you. I agree. But I'm very interested to see
0: what he's going to do. Say he moves past uh, Callum Smith, the road gets a lot tougher from here. And I don't think he's scared at all. I think he wants the best fights. And I think he doesn't want that cloud over his head of being coddled. And I think that's why he left Golden Boy, is he wants to fight. You know, Big Charlo. I think he wants to fight. He won't win. He, <laughs> but he, but, but this is what he wants. He wants <laughs> these fights from sixty to seventy-five. <laughs> he don't want. He don't want to fight better. Bf. Uh, no, he, he oh, no. Dancho don't, don't want to fight him. He dance, don't want to fight. You know, big an animal. No, that kid's an animal. There was all that talk that he was going to choose Caleb Plant at 68. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's fights for him out there. It's just a matter of whether or not. It's know, a lot I'm of fights for him, but you just got to take the fights. You got to take I the fights. Now, the fights that I want to know if, if anybody's going to fight anymore, I want to get your take on this one because I, this is both of these dudes are my man. But they put on a bad showing with Danny Jacobs yeah. and Gabe Rosado. Oh my
1: god, bro, I turned that off. Like, I was watching. I turned <laughs> you it turned it off? <laughs> it, 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 it It's was, hard to watch. It's, it's literally like they was just like, oh, we cool. Just be, just don't hit me hard and I won't hit you hard. What? I'm wondering I knock your that head was off, so they weird. weird. Bro, it was. I've like, never that, was, seen that. That was so weird. I've never. never seen Danny fight like that. That Ever. was terrible. Never. Never. Like you would decide to
3: fight like this right now. The trip about Danny is that you never feel like he ever reaches his potential.
1: Man, that was terrible. He went down on that one. We he went hey, oh, down no ten points. Yeah. Oh, no question.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it helped Gabe because Gabe at least looked aggressive. Gabe looked like he wanted to fight. Yeah. G- and Gabe ain't fought in a while. Gabe ain't fought in a while, so you can't put nothing on him. Gabe came to fight. <laughs> not okay. They came to fight. They was talking crazy
0: and he came to fight. Yeah. That was that was so bizarre. Man, that was weird. Wow. Yep, I agree. All right, A D. Alright, champ. Well, man, it's always a pleasure to have you in the O Keep taking yes, care sir. of yourself. Be careful out there. And uh man, stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Uh for sure. You see, I'm here. Peace and love to you. Yeah. All right, and in the news and notes kind of section, there's a lot of people that are upset right now with Tom Brady and several other high-profile people who picked up these loans in this PPP that came from the federal government in the relief cares package. And a lot of people are mad, especially anybody that was affiliated or friends with the current president, who got some cheese. Now, Tom Brady, who just recently inked a $50 million deal to play two seasons of football, on top of... Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars that he's made in the past, got a loan of more than a million dollars for his TV 12 company. Now, I don't have a problem with it. And this is why. It's not like, it's not a zero sum game. It's not that Tom got a million and somebody else then didn't get their money. If you didn't get your PPP money, be mad at the government. Because the government is jacked up in general and their process isn't the right Uh, process.
3: But but that's flawed, though. Right on me. Why is it flawed? That's flawed because the people who really, really need it, who Tom could actually float his company if he needed to with a personal loan of his own with a $50 million contract, not counting all the cheese that he made in the past, because there's so many small businesses that are having problems and people are going out of business that you should leave that money for the people who actually need it. Tom wants it. He does not need it.
0: There's another 50 or $150 billion in the PPP trust that has never been used and never been allocated. So its and 1000000000 with ab so its when 1000000000 is a billion with a B. Yes. So it is when one billion is a thousand millions. But so the problem, I can't yeah. be mad at Tom. Tom didn't stop anybody else from getting their cheese is what I'm saying. And that's why I'm not mad at Tom because he didn't we do not like Tom illegal. Brady get
3: to jump the line.
0: This is life. This is America. Everybody wants yeah, to be accepted We should not accept it just because it's and life. Rah- rah- we can't just rah- rah- accept it because is going it's going life. That, life. Can't can't accept what is, that. So how are you going to change it? <laughs> What's the policy? What's the policy? you going <laughs> to in the Georgia runoff or what are you going to do? How are you going to
3: change it? I mean, that's what you have to do whatever you need to do to change it so that people quit jumping in front of the line, crying about socialism and all these other issues when we watch these elite get to jump in front of the line anytime they see an, um, an opportunity. So if the PPP loan comes out, I can get in front of the line and get me a meal ticket. I'm not mad at the cat getting the meal ticket, but also you should somewhere or another feel or think about your fellow man in some kind of capacity because
0: see, but that's not on Tom is what I'm saying. So but if Tom, Tom, but Tom so did if Tom.
3: Tom, Tom so if Tom said no, but Tom, Tom, Tom said, did not. But but Tom did not have to apply for that loan when it first came out, so he can be in front of the line. I'm sure that nothing, whether or yeah, not it's all. This is all
0: optics because yeah, but, but it's the, the bank the bank gave Tom. All, the bank gave him the opportunity to get the cheese first. If Tom didn't get his million dollars, because this is where the program was flawed, is because it was all about your relationship with your banker. Yes. Most small businesses don't have a relationship with a bank or they're a banker. So they were automatically at the back of the line because they had to go through and learn the process on how to get their chips. Now, if Tom doesn't take his million dollars, does that mean somebody else gets it? No. No. That's why, that's the only reason I'm not mad at Tom. Did Tom need a million dollars for his business? No. But
2: but a lot of them- the
3: other bigger companies, what they did was that when they, got, when they got exploited for taking that cheese, they gave it back. I haven't heard about Tom giving his back yet. And he Tom probably won't. Made,
0: he might have paid his back. Or <laughs> what he might have done was he might have actually kept people on payrolls and spent the money via the, you know, Paycheck Protection but Program. Maybe he did. Maybe I mean, I just, I'm not, not in the business of being in other people's pockets like that. That's all. Me either. I I, I, mean, I you seem pretty definitely, fired up about Tom with this one. Yeah,
3: but I'm fired up just because I see so many businesses going out, and I see a bunch of big it's corporations and people that are jumping in front of the line, and it's not cool for the smaller companies that can't compete. And I just have empathy for them.
0: I hear you. I, I, I do, too. But I don't necessarily feel like that. It's not Tom to be, Brady's fault directly. That's all I'm saying. That's, That's indirect,
3: but I I feel like he didn't, you know, obviously, when you see an opportunity, most people are going to pounce on it, and Tom might not even signed off on him to get that cheese, but he actually, his name is on the he, on the banner. He probably had nothing to do with it. But his name is on the front, so he, he's, got to take, he's got to wear that. He's wearing it, along with his million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he's wearing it.
0: <laughs> uh... What the policy? Yeah. yeah. That needs to be our new section. But what, the, what the policy? What the policy?
2: <laughs> what the policy
0: we should pull it and let the deal introduce that. Just call it What the policy? Right? We what should policy? pull right? so what the sound what clip. The, what the policy? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah, your boy is on the move. Your favorite Colorado Rocky is on the move. You see that? Who?
2: No, Aranato?
0: David, David Dahl. Oh, oh they got rid of David Dahl. They got rid of my boy Dahl. <laughs> David Dahl got the tickets to the Rangers.
3: Oh, he's going to bang up there, too.
0: He's going to bang in Who Texas. Who did they trade him for? I don't even think they traded him. I think he they just didn't re-sign him. You look I it up can't believe state. that. Yeah, David. David. There's a
3: lot of nice free agents floating around because you got DJ LeMayhew out there. You have George Springer and, and the, the hot dogs.
0: came out and said it straight up. He said, I want DJ LeMayhew in pinstripes. I want to hear nothing <laughs> about him going nowhere.
3: And I think DJ LeMayhew is going to end up on the other side of the town with the Mets.
0: Hey, man, the Mets are making noise. And the new owners over there, they're doing the right thing. Now, Robbie Cano got popped again. Look can we speak about Robinson Cano? <laughs> I mean,
3: what is it to say? The guys, uh, I mean, before everybody considered him like a Hall of Famer, I would got definitely have.
0: Got rid of Alfonso Soriano, one of my favorite players of all time for him.
3: hmm And now look at him. Everything he that he's done. It... Robbie put up crazy well, numbers. But we come to find that everybody puts up crazy numbers when they got, when they got the juice in their system. And it seems like that policy that they have is not working because guys still dabble or dip their toe into some <laughs> into some kind of uh, PEDs. Still, it seems like it needs to be one strike you're out, not three. You know.
0: Well, the guy cashed into the tune of two hundred and fourteen million in Seattle. He went up there and he couldn't get the ball out of the infield barely, uh, and then he came back to New York, and you know. Now he's he's back on, I guess he was looking for a comeback season. And uh, now he's completely lost an entire season. And more than losing an entire season, it had that feeling that people felt like when he got caught on the needle before, it was a one-time thing. And people, it, it, like whenever you spoke to people about it, it always felt like people kind of felt like, yeah, well, what could he do? You know, now this go around, it feels like this has cast a shadow a heavy shadow over his entire, you know, his entire legacy. It should, it should cast a shadow on his legacy because the
3: guy hasn't been on the up and up as they say. I mean, it's too, it's too much of that going on. I just feel bad knowing about the minor league system and everything else. You feel bad about all the independent players and everything else that have to go through struggles and stripes, trying to make it there and trying to get to the show. And that has got some guy there who, who fast tracked his way there by, uh, you know, incorporating some kind of, um, you know, some kind of PEDs. It's just not cool. It's not and cool on a lot of levels.
0: Back to the conversation we were having with uh, AD. You know, this is a societal problem. This is a defect. And and we're teaching people to be this way because we incentivize it. Now, what did he really lose, if you think about it? Nothing. you really, got a time to heal and be able to maybe play for real at the end of his career. But even beyond that, say he loses this year and it's a twenty, you know, twenty five million dollars or whatever that he lost. That's nothing in comparison to the two fifteen that he picked up from the based on the performance that he had that was potentially artificial before. Right. So that weighs out properly. How many different guys can we look at where we say that same thing? It actually weighs out, it actually makes more sense to juice. You look at somebody like Bartolo Cameroon were was able it. to stay in the league for probably an extra 10 years because of the juice.
3: I mean, it's very, very unfortunate. Like I said, there, it's, it's on so many levels that it hurts the sport, hurts the, the, the teams, the players, and everything. And the union, the baseball union is so strong that, you know, it, it would be different if there was some kind of other recourse that they had in order to maybe get the money back from a player or a percentage or something like that. But now when he gets suspended, he doesn't get paid for
0: this season. But In I the don't remember the season. I, but you could chalk that up, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You chalk that up. Is it a tax write of off? It, I wonder. Out of the two, no, it's not to, tracks write off. He didn't ever make the money. So out of a 215 million dollar deal, if they take the 25 million, I mean that's a that's almost just like paying commissions. That's like you paying commissions to the juice, right? You and know, play, charge it to the game. You charge <laughs> it to the game, and and when you look at it from that perspective, it's kind of. Hard to not say. Look at Alex Rodriguez. I mean, he's the ultimate poster child of this thing. You look at Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez ends up making 500-something million dollars. I was watching the MLB special on King Griffey Jr. the other day, and you see Alex Rodriguez in uh, so many of the kids' highlights when he was in uh, Seattle for for that period. And you look at him and you say, wow, this guy ends up making half a billion dollars directly off of baseball and never was clean, not once. And yet you could argue, based on that half a billion dollars and the life that he leads because of that dough, that his juice and juicing and, you know, the whole nine was totally and completely worth it. Obviously. I mean, not
3: from a moral or integrity standpoint, but from a ballplayer standpoint, me getting what I want, me abusing the system or taking advantage of corporations and fans and everything else. And then my biggest problem, like, I, I... more than anything, there's no remorse.
0: None. I mean, period. But, why, but when you look at it, why should there be remorse if this is the trade off? And you know, there's and what he'll say is is no, clearly there's remorse. And that's that BS show that he does with uh that's that BS show that he does with on C N B C and you know yeah, whatever. He's on Shark Tank, he's on you, that I mean, the, this, this is what yeah. I'm saying. It's all completely incentivized. Yeah. It's totally incentivized. So I I don't know, man. I mean, Robbie is a bit in a lot of ways, he helped the Mets out because he's off of their books and the Mets can now potentially take a run at uh designated hitter of the year recently named today, Marcelo Zuna. Uh huh. You know, because that money's opened up. Or they could go get DJ you.
3: Maybe they can go get both. That would be be. good money because that owner, it seems like he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. He's asking the fans, who should he go and get? He literally asked the fans. Yeah. And I think that's really, really important because if the fans don't show up after you tell me who I should go get and you still, and you don't show up, that's on you. I don't want to hear nothing else from you. I'm going to go get whoever I want to go, go get, even if I go get somebody from high school, (laughs) (laughs) he's giving them an
0: opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. NBA about to fire back up in 10 minutes. Uh I mean that's about as quick as it as quick as you can turn a season around. I heard the number was something astronomical between when they whether or not they started before Christmas or after Christmas, there was some uh-huh. several hundred million dollar difference if they got those Christmas day games up or not. So we're in for an avalanche of sports over the next couple weeks between the football ending their season, basketball coming back, and boxing with a couple of big fights. So, there, Have you is, noticed uh, a difference in the quality of the sports? In basketball, the bubble seemed like it helped the quality of the games, I have to say. It seemed like the guys being able to focus and not being focused on the fact that they're young millionaires with all the resources that come with that seemed like it helped the quality of the game. I found that the bubbles, the bubble games, the playoffs at least were a lot easier to, you know, they were a lot easier to watch. In baseball, uh, the playoffs were fantastic, but baseball playoffs are always fantastic. So that's I don't think that's anything, you know, anything surprising. Football, I think it's hurt the game because in football you have so many guys it's almost impossible to play fantasy properly you have so many guys that are on the covid list and you know this that and the other and it'll be interesting to see what happens when it's time for you know all of this stuff to come back in a normal setting now basketball isn't in a right. isn't in a, a puzzle uh, isn't in a bubble rather right now and when they're going to go this time so I'm interested to see how it works cuz you see they had 48 guys test positive on their first round of testing so those guys had to quarantine right off the top. So, you know, but what we want to do is just give accolades real quick to LeBron James being named athlete of the year because he actually made a difference in the world with with fighting voter suppression and pressuring the league and the league owners to to make social changes and causes this season. And that's just it's just extremely. I mean, the admirable. guy
3: has done so much, so much on and off the court that we can't even put your finger on it to even to understand it on a, on a large scale. The guy has been a, a humanitarian. I mean, you could actually I would like to try to even get the guy up for a Nobel Peace Prize award. <laughs> I mean, really, the guy has our democracy is under attack and he's a, a big part of helping to keep it intact really by getting the masses out and giving them an opportunity and place to actually get out and exercise your right to vote. He's done everything that you, yeah, that you can possibly do for, for people in the United States, to, even if you weren't voting
0: his way to get out there and vote. I mean, it, how it, could, it was not like there was only, in these cities, you could only vote at the arenas if you were voting, uh, you know, left. This is just, it's unreal, man. The guy has done just some tremendous work as a tremendous young man. He drives a badass Porsche among many cars that he has. That, that he's nice we ride. Right. Nice Uh He's wearing his mask even when he's driving alone. What he wants from the guy. And I'm going to tell you the truth of the matter, and I'm going to leave the LeBron James segment on this. In all the talk about the GOAT and this, that, and the other, on the basketball level, I don't think he's the best player to ever play the game, but that doesn't matter. Because on the athletics level, in the time that I have been alive, I have yet to see an athlete have the social impact that LeBron James has had on real it's people's true. lives on the day-to-day as far as opening a school, being vocal about what's right, uh, and about families. standing up, feeding families, and doing the right thing. Do I, I'm not a fan of the super teams and a whole bunch of other stuff that he's done professionally. As a man, you can't do anything but salute LeBron James. And honestly, arguably, his strongest attribute, in my opinion, uh, when it comes to the argument for him being considered the greatest player of all time Is his durability? You've never seen somebody play for this long at this high of a level. The only person that's close is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and even Kareem got hurt in the finals. You know, this you're you're talking about. You never seen somebody who that million that he spends on his body is the best million bucks anybody's spent ever. Because that I'm I'm just blown away. I'm I'm blown away by his durability. I don't I'm I'm. Basketball hard on your body, man. And he plays a lot of minutes every been year. For years, he was 17 I'll going on twenty years, and he looks like he could play another five. Easy. He's still the best player in the world. <laughs> it's not like you know. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm. I am sorry because I wanted to say it somebody else, but you can't say that after what you've seen. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, to continue our theme of champs in our camps, we have the one, the only, the should have been 2019 trainer of the year and the most certainly 2020 trainer of the year, Mr. Derek James, friend and family of the Ozone. Talk to me, man. How you feeling? You fresh out the hospital, fresh out of the ring with a big victory, the right. second huge one of the year. What right. is happening in the world of Dallas? What's happening?
2: He looked like he ripped up. Looked like he'd been in the ring himself. Hey man, listen, I I, I lost because you. From the last time I saw you, I probably lost about like ten or fifteen pounds. But before then, I lost about about twenty or so, twenty five. So I'm down forty pounds. But wow, just just to be able to perform on a high level, I had to push myself to you know. Mm-hmm. I can't ask them to do something that they're not willing to do. And as you said, hopefully, train out of the year because you never know, man. They may. They always try to find somebody else. I'm telling you, like, last year, I had sure two you. attempts, And they gave it to Canelo's trainer. The year before sure that, I didn't you. win it. So it's like, man, listen, man, I think they see that this guy could possibly top what Freddie Rose did. Because nobody's been more consistent. Like, the past five right. years, I've been the final contestant every time. Me mm. and somebody else, right? So it's like, you just never know, man. You know, this is a year when... when it, this is the funny thing about it. For for me to really win it this year, if I do win it, because I had to do it twice as better, right? Because, listen, we always say we got to work twice as hard, so I got to yeah, yeah. get two unified champs to actually do it. Because the two world champs last year were not good enough.
3: That's crazy. I mean, what's the I, criteria? This is, I mean, it, it, there's no justification
2: Right, because I said that I heard that they said that if a trainer has one fighter, they can't really people they can vote for him. But at the same time, we got got two world champs. One champ is not better than two. But you know, you just never really know. So you just gotta kind of um put it like this: if John David, John David Jackson hadn't been winning it for Clarissa Shields, then nobody else would be winning it. You know what I'm saying no in one individual. One individual fighter because she's been so consistent for, I think he's been training for like two years or three, two years, but she won all those titles, or whatever, with him. And ran through those divisions, right, grabbed right. the title. So, if, so if he's not a candidate, then I mean, who else is? Because see, that's, you say, well, he has won, but he has the best ever, the growth, <laughs> the growth, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Then they, I think they said like the, the uh, You got to be Lomachenko, his father is one. So is one better than two? I have no idea, but obviously, you know, when it it comes when it comes to me, when it comes to Derek James, one is better than two. You
0: know, it's okay. Well, let me tell you something. The two you got are mighty special, and what we saw you guys craft and put together last Saturday was a thing of beauty. Thank Uh, you. We was just talking to Anthony Durrell former 168 belt holder and we were talking about something that I just I can't give you enough credit for which is preparing your fighters for the fight you your guys are always ready with a game plan and they execute and that speaks volumes about you as a trainer it's like when you see kids that are well behaved and you you compliment their parents you know it's like hey man you did a great job with your son or your daughter blah 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 because we have never Seen anybody dominate Danny Garcia the way that Errol just dominated Danny Garcia? Da- Danny's a really good fighter. I, I think the casual fan doesn't yeah. understand low, how low, good low Danny average. really is. And the two fights he lost were questionable. Whether or not he lost, I thought he lost them, but they were True. it was they were tight fights. wasn't like it wasn't like it was a blowout. Mm-hmm. This fight just that we talked about Saturday was a blowout. <laughs> now, how did you come up with the game plan, and and what was it that made you so confident? that Arrow coming off of the accident could jump right into the deep water, no tune-up fight, no nothing, and get right into it with one of the best in the division.
2: Well, the funniest thing about it was that that's what he wanted, right? And so the pressure was on me. When he said he wanted, you had to think about, well, okay, what's the strategy? What's the game plan? What's the, you know? And we, listen, we listen, we played with a lot of different things. A lot of different strategies, a lot of different. I was like, no, man, no, this is what I want to do. So we kind of stuck to this. There's one little thing about him, and it was that's what it was, man. The the thing about it was the the best thing about it was that he still didn't know what he was doing. He said it was the jab, but it was more than that. But I won't go into what it was. was So many Uh, other things. You guys. I got to yeah. hold on to that because you never know when I got to pull that back out. So, saying, <laughs> you never know. You have to go back in the toolbox. But that's, right, but no, and that's what's beautiful about what
0: you're able to do, man, and what you get the guys to buy into. Right. I've been an athlete, and I know what it's like right. to buy into the coach's scheme. And when right. you get guys – and I play team sports. But when you get a guy or guys to buy into the scheme, this is when you're able to achieve greatness. And this is what we're thank seeing you. coming out of your camp.
2: Thank you, thank you. You know what's funny is um it was like two weeks before the fight and I call Errol. It's like twelve something. And normally I'm asleep I'm gonna sleep early, but I'm like I'm like quarantining, you know, I'm not working, I'm just, I'm just focusing on boxing, right? And so I called him, it's like twelve something. He's like, man, and so we're talking, so I want you to do this, I think we should do this. I said, I think you look great. Because every every time he spar, I would give him a feedback, right, what I thought, an assessment. But I said that I got to talk to him tonight because I don't want the night to go by until tomorrow. And I said what he did yesterday. Fresh on his mind what he did. Fresh on my mind. So I called him. and we talked, talking. I said, okay, I like this, but I think we should do it this way. And And it was like an issue with the transition, but it was like I think we can get it right so, and he finished talking. He said, Man, it's almost one o'clock. He said, That's what you're thinking about? So, yeah, I am. Because <laughs> my, my, like my job. It's my job to make sure you get everything right. Because if he had looked horrible, it would have all came back on me. You thought he was right. Sure, you thought he was ready. So it was like, Say, man, yeah, I said, So I was like, you have no idea. And I said, I wanted to tell you tonight opposed to telling you yesterday because you would have forgotten. I would like went past it. So I needed to correct you and tell you mentally so you have it on your mind. Listen, so this was like Saturday. We don't even work out on Sunday. And he called me, hey, man, uh, you open the gym? I said, I'm here now. He said, okay, I'm coming. So what we talked about, he came in the gym and immediately started doing it. So it was like, I know his wow. work ethic, I know I know his his work ethic, I know his, his desire to look like he wants to look and how we wanna look, is is I mean, first day we sparred in the gym, that's the big thing everybody wants to see. And listen, I had no idea either. He sparred ten rounds. He sparred five with my uh the the spawn partner we had. Then my uh super middleweight we sparred like five with him. So and after he got out of the ring, I said, Listen, I said I didn't really care how you looked I just because you look great, first of all. I said, but I didn't care how you look because I know whatever it is that was wrong today, I know you, your work ethic, we're going to correct this thing. You're not going to sleep until it's right. So I know what type of fighter he is. I know the type of perfection he desires, and that's why I lose weight. That's why I push myself to be better because, you know, we got young guys, they expecting that same old fire. You know, you get injured. I got right. injured when Jamel was in camp. And this is like, well, two months later, this whole thing, a month and a half later, this thing comes up. So I had to keep pushing on until after the fight. See, fight was Saturday. Surgery on Tuesday. So, you know, yeah. Wow.
3: Wow. So so what did he have to do to convince you that he was ready and not to take a tune-up?
2: He, I knew him. I mean, from a... His work ethic from when, because you gotta understand, when he started, and like we used first, the first day coming in the gym, he came to my house twice. Then after that, I said, let's go to the gym, because everything was locked down, but you could do one on ones with individuals, you just can do groups or whatever. So I opened the gym up for him and we just start working. And this word what really let me know that his work ethic, like I already knew, like the person that he is, he keeps working keeps grinding, he keeps pushing. That's what you saw in him, you see? So I'm seeing it every day. I'm seeing him lose weight. I said, man, you starting to look good. Because I was teasing him when he came in the gym. initially. this like, man, God, I need to know about his weight. But when he started losing <laughs> weight, I started complimenting him. Like, listen, man, you know, you're looking real good. Keep it up. And so in between that, I would had Jamel in camp. And it was kind of like, just see his ethic, man. It's how he's working how serious he is, how focused he is, and how much he wanted it. And, uh, you know, and even my wife said, because on Instagram, she said he came out with something saying he apologized to the fans, but the, this fight was motivated purely by the people who hated him, the people who said he wasn't going to be the same. And so that desire to prove those people wrong pushed him to be great or better, because I think that that was probably one of the, took one of my buddies was the boxer today. the day. He said, Every time I watch Arrow Spins fight, I see something different in him, a, a different wrinkle, a different thing that he has. He's like, I think that may have been the best fight. I said, It possibly could have been because if you think about this, Danny, no, Mikey Garcia was a top three pound for pound fight in the world, whatever. Arrow was number five, mm-hmm. he was number three. He shut him out. Then he fights a top five welterweight. Shuts him out, man. He say hypothetically he's number five, cause nobody else. I mean, other than Crawford, so say he's six. You know, whatever. You know, and he shut him out. Pissed his shut out, man. I know y'all like baseball, so I had to use a baseball. <laughs> yeah, use <he's> baseball. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Do you, you, like, baseball? Laugh, Do you like baseball? Do you like baseball? Do you make you like baseball? <laughs> you make, like baseball? Don't, don't make me laugh, man. My stomach. <laughs> I can't laugh, but hey, man.
0: <laughs> okay. now, now, there was something I saw in the fight that I wanted to, to speak on that I thought was really great that you did. Because Errol is dominating the fight. Uh, and it's, you know, Danny's eyes just swelling up. He's not looking great. Um, but after the eighth round, Errol takes round nine off. And you're like, all right, you know, he takes round nine off. Now, he took round nine off, and he looked like he was still full of energy. He just looked like he was taking a round off. Like, okay, he's going to come out. Maybe you're going to try to knock him out in number 10. Maybe that's why he's taking round nine off. And he came out, and he looked like he took round 10 off. And I put up, watching the fight, I put up on Twitter. I said, I have no idea or understanding of why Errol is letting Danny gain any confidence whatsoever. But he is. Errol came over to the corner, and they cut away from it quick. But he said after the fight that you told him, look here, man. This dude has a highlight reel full of boxes that he's knocked out from playing with him or getting lazy. And you're going to be on it if you keep playing around. And Danny's a dangerous dude with heavy hands. And Errol put in major Major work to his body, which takes away a lot of power, as we know. But then he has enough power to be a problem at any given time. What was it that you saw that made you say, "Wait
2: a minute, man! What what are you doing?" Well, well, he he had him in a position where it looked like he was close to quitting. Yes. I feel
3: like that as well. Where?
2: And so I think that I think that. But what he said, but this is so when I heard him in his interview. I understood, but he said he got a little tired. He, got to- he but it didn't show. It didn't show. It looked like right. it was laziness. Right, right, right. Now he said he got a little tired, so I gotta believe that because he if you think about this, it's one thing to be able to be able to perform on that level, right? But with all the energy with everything going on and with him not being out of the ring for over a year and a half or so, I think that, that the level of condition, yeah, had was great, but the pace he was pushing. He man, he pushed the pushed pace. Well. Wow. So I, think that, I think that even for him, it was a little bit difficult to keep up. So he had to take those rounds off. But in the, in the when it was going on, I was like, listen, man, he's still alive. So I said that in one round. He's still alive. He's the focus. He's still alive. So then afterwards, I said, listen, you cannot let him back in the fight mentally. I said that. I basically said that, listen, man. He catches everybody when they are getting him. If you look at everybody, and so what happens is they get comfortable, they get relaxed, they stand in front of him, and he catches you with a hook. So Mm -hmm. if you say, what is Danny Garcia's greatest strength? His greatest strength is his fortitude and his ability to capitalize on the situation when he's at at the worst end of it, right? When he's getting beat up, when he's getting hit, he knocks him out. So I was like, listen, can't let that happen, man. Because you got to be smart. You got to be intelligent. And I think that Danny said, okay, well, he's kind of backing up off of me a little bit. And, and Danny listen, talked to him a few times. He, he talked to yeah, him man. during that period a few times. Right, 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 right. But I think that was just part of uh, his never die attitude. You know I, mean? you're like, you're like, I agree. He's a champ. Right, true, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's really interesting. And now, The thing everybody only talks about and wants to talk about, I saw you in an interview say something that I couldn't agree with anymore, which is at 147 of the champions, Terrence Crawford has the weakest resume at 147. Well, no,
2: no, 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 no. Probably in the sport of boxing. As a champion, you're saying? As a champion, yeah.
0: There's a lot of love for Terrence Crawford out there. I've caught a lot of flack. I've caught a lot of flack personally because I have been vocal about the idea that I believe that Errol is the best in the world at 147. And I believe that Terrence has greatness in him that I've seen Mm. at lower weights. True. but That I have not seen at 47. And I don't think I haven't seen it because he's scared or even possibly because he can't do it. It's just that I'm not going to be impressed with him beating up an old Amir Khan or a weathered Kell Brook or or a weathered these other people that he's beat up in front. Yeah, Horn? He's
2: a a phenomenal fighter.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. He's a phenomenal fighter. I mean, like, when I say his skill set is amazing, and really, to be honest, he's such a natural fighter. Not so technical, right, but natural. Yes. So he's more like a Roy Jones. You can't yeah. coach that type of that type of fighter. I mean he's so good, mm-hmm. right? But he's been matched very softly. And the thing about it is to believe what they say about you. And what I mean by that is they say Derek James, you're the great best trainer I don't say that. That's what people say. It's up to me to know who I am as an individual, right? And know what I teach is good for my guys. But I can't say it's good for everybody else. So you got to be able to deal with your reality, whatever it is. If when Errol was fighting guys coming up, we knew what they were. But I couldn't say, listen, this guy I'm supposed to beat this guy. This is a test. It was like levels of stages they bring you up to stages. Stages. Chris Algieri, Leonard Bundu. It was uh Chris Chris uh Van Herden. You know these are levels of guys who are better fighters. You know. And you fight these guys and test yourself. Then you go Chris so you go to Chris Van Earth, then you go to Chris Algeria. And then what he went to the kid from Canada, which I forget his name, but um, Phil Greco. So you Phil Greco, better fighter, twenty one, twenty two, whatever his record was, then you go to Chris Van Earth. So they gradual stages and sages. That never happened with him. I think that you know, I, I've spoken with his trainer, whatever, and I'm not I think what they've done is phenomenal. With him as these guys, I mean, these guys live phenomenal lives, man. From his talent, his skill set, but I think that you know, we'll just have to see. That's all I gotta say. No, we're gonna see when things they make fight. When When it happens, we'll see.
0: Last thing is, is I'm thinking about putting on an exhibition against a YouTuber, and I need a trainer. (laughs) So I'm wondering if
2: (laughs) (laughs) my man, (laughs) you got (laughs) (laughs) him. You can say- as, as I hear the young kids say, say less. You don't have to say nothing. <laughs> nothing That's what they say, right? Say less. <laughs> say less. I'm like, what? <laughs> what say less. What? Is- they tell you, you listen, to shut up gonna pretty train- much. Huh? They're going to get you that train of the year. And listen, I'll get it with you. Because listen, listen, listen. bringing the, bring, bring the, bring the guy back from a horrific car accident, it's not good enough. It's not bring enough. You going to TV actor against a YouTube guy, you right. get it. Right, right, right. That that'll do it. Getting <laughs> getting the guy who lost his title the winner's title, did his next fight, unify all the belts. That's not enough. So no, hey man, listen. Right, so it's gonna be you. You gonna get me that? You gonna get me what I want, man? <laughs> if, you look, if, you look, if you look behind me, you see those thing behind me. You add you add to that for me. Those belts. Okay. You add to that for me. <laughs> <you. laughs> so I appreciate it. If that. he doesn't get it for you, we'll make one for you. Because you know what it was? I didn't know what it was gonna take for me to get it. But you just and we got That's it. You see, this is the trend. This is the way it's going in the world. That's right. This is the direction things are going. Boxes fighting YouTubers and MMA fighters. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Listen, I think that I think everybody's great at what they do. I mean, there's a lane for everybody. You don't have to cross that lane. because so you, can't, you can't think that an MMA fighter would be a boxer in boxing. And you can't believe that a, a boxer would be the MMA fighter in MMA fighting. Because that's like asinine. What they do is, hey, man, crazy. You know crazy. What you and it's, and it's, but I think that it's the level of respect you have to have for the two. And as I said before, believe in your own articles. Believe in what people say about you. Thinking you're so great, you can cross over Like, Come on, man. Yeah. Um, and- great. You How great do you have to be to be a great MMA fighter and you're a boxer? I don't know. I can't imagine a fighter getting in there with um, any of those guys and beating them. I can't.
0: Man, yeah. It's a tall order. Well, all right, man. We're gonna let you heal up, brother. Merry Christmas down there in the great state of Texas.
2: Appreciate that,
0: man. And uh, you know, we we we're praying for you, keeping you safe and lifted up, man, because this thing is real out here nowadays, and we stay masked up and inside the
2: house. Right. I'm in the house, masked up. And listen, man, that, that thing, you know, it's so sensitive. So it's like that's why I say y'all can't make me laugh. I can't <laughs> can't belt, no, you can't do anything because everything centered of your stomach. Court. They went through my navel, so it's like yeah, okay. okay. So yeah, it's not a you know, it's not a pleasant situation. Even though I'm, I'm handling it, you know, whatever. But yeah, it is not. You, know. you don't have a choice. Yeah, not you do. Right, you do what you yeah. have to do. I want to, I want to right. see some. I ain't seen my men in a long time, so you know. Right. I had to jump in. I had to jump in. He figured you were pretty busy before the fight, so he didn't want to jam you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Which is understandable, because, you know, I was, and really, to be honest, that, that training camp was, like, the toughest, not because of the injury, but because of the everything that went involved, like, everything it was about. You know, like, my man wanted to prove himself, and you proving yourself, but at the same time, I have to, I have to prove my merit, because, listen, to bring him, you know, to be able to deal with that and to find the right strategy, the right game plan, you know, it was like it was um, it was difficult. I'm telling you, it was very difficult. And I was training two other little young guys on the card. I made it even it was like harder, you know. So, but hey, man, what doesn't kill you make you better. So, but mm-hmm. I, if I don't get it this year, you don't get it for me, Big old. That's what it is. That's what it is. I warm up. I'm, I'm training, getting loose. The trainer I got year award. I'm getting it, baby. That's it. I'm getting that's it. it. That's it. <laughs>
3: right. And you deserve it. That's what's even better.
2: Yeah, right. But, oh, yeah. No doubt. But listen, everything you deserve, you don't always get. This is true. Sometimes yes, that's I, a good thing. Well, you know, and yeah. this is my thing, too, is like, would I want to win it? Yeah, why wouldn't I? If you want to win what you do, if, if it's an award out there to be given, and I'm the guy you're supposed to give it to, give it to him. But if I shouldn't win, give it to the guy who who did better than me. I agree.
0: But But ain't nobody did better than you in the last year. But what I'm saying is
2: my job is to focus on my fighters looking good. So if Errol look good and Jamel look good, I'm doing good. And that's the key element to it all. Now, all the other stuff, my accolades, people, listen, everybody know. You know what I mean? Everybody knows. they They know. Everybody know. I mean, people know. I mean, they, they, they really generally know whether or not they want to openly acknowledge it or not. They know. You
3: know? Yeah, sometimes that's enough. <laughs>
2: that's because you, he wanna, the, you become the people's champ. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, right. If you think about this, Errol is creating the same thing that Oscar did. He He's creating the same thing that Canelo did, Ray Leonard did, Ali did. You you you, you, you sell tickets and women are buying tickets, bringing women back the women paying twenty five hundred dollars. Women paying twenty five hundred dollars a ticket to go watch them fight. Man, a thousand dollars a ticket. At
0: the, at the fight against Sean Porter, it was so many babes in the crowd. I'm here to tell you.
2: But listen, see that's see that's what that's they what were from said.
0: Texas. I could see you can see the women
2: from hey, Texas. Hey, they yeah. was out there. Yeah, was man. You know. I got, I got, it. and I got You know it. what I, meant, bro. I <laughs> Take your breath. My <laughs> like, Hollywood. I know, I know, I know. Sometimes when y'all filming or whatever, you kind of want to laugh, but you back. can't. So I got to <laughs> dig into my. I said you got <laughs> to you know, so find it and bring it in, but because yeah, I mean, I be laying on the floor. Like, oh my god! Yeah, but, no, so, yeah, no. So, the women <laughs> that was California girls. That was New Mexico. That was Texas. Yeah. It was I didn't tell you. But, but see that but that's, that's, that's that crowd. I'm telling that, you. that but see that's that's what you that that's what you really want, right? Because when women start that spending cross crossover their money, appeal. Huh? The crossover appeal. Listen, and like I told somebody the other day, I said the crossover appeal is not black and white. It's to get the mm-hmm. women to start buying. The, the most loyal fan base that you can have. Right, right. Yeah. And this is the funniest thing about it. The women Get their husbands and boyfriends to pay all this money, for, so they can come on. Yeah, watch another dude. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Wild, it's a dirty game. Right oh,
0: yeah, it's a
1: dirty game, sir. <laughs> 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 you yeah. your wife
2: hit
0: me. that bad that you can't recover. No way. Uh, right bring it in, well. bring it in. Derek <laughs> hey, James, trainer of the year, and family of the Ozone. Man, we love you, brother. Congrats on love all you your too, success. Man. Love you, guys. Hope yeah, you man. heal up soon. Yeah, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Do it for the temper, the ozone. We thought we'd never see you again. What's happening? Man, I ain't went
4: nowhere. I just, you know, a couple little quarantine weeks, but I'm good. What's
0: happening, Ozo? <laughs> we masking up, up, we up start over start here. Up. We want to know immediately what is happening in the world of college football and possibly the world of college basketball. How are they going to get through this season with games getting canceled, with with the rankings getting messed up, with COVID running amok? What do you got? Man, it's crazy, right, how college football,
4: college basketball, collegiate sports is the biggest market ever, and they're finding a way to shorten the seasons. They're canceling games. I don't know what's going on, Ozone, but they still will have a college football championship. I, I will bet on that. Yeah, you um, guarantee that. They went from Can't see that
0: happen.
3: You know, is the Lakers championship valid? Oh, yeah. I think it is because the Lakers, they got a lot of the season in, and then they actually deduce it down to a bubble environment so that they can all compete at a high level with what's what's going on in college sports is, you know, a lot of moving parts and pieces that's falling off.
4: Yeah, but it's still valid. So I, I say if you okay. race up and play the game, you got a ball and you got enough players, then it's valid because it. hey, this is a, this is for us to, to get out there and play. So if the college football championship go get, you know, when
0: it plays, it's valid because it's still going to happen. So yeah, I saw the you know, ACC canceled Miami's final game, and that that was a they kept creeping up in the rankings. What do you got? and What's actually happening tomorrow? So man, I, I got to start off with tonight. So
4: tonight we got. What
0: you got, tonight. State?
4: What you got? What you talking about, State? <laughs> <laughs> you already know. What <laughs> that? <laughs> I got my SDSU shirt on today because I got to represent. So uh, San Jose State is five and zero, y'all. Five and zero hasn't you know happened here? in over thirty years. So if San Jose makes it wins tonight, they will be playing in the championship game uh, for the I think the Big West Conference or the WAC Conference, which is major. So yeah. I got to give a shout out to to the homies that play for state. Hey. No Spartans, Spartan Nation. We nationed up. So Spartan going to the game, tomorrow, Ozone, it's Michigan, Ohio State, canceled. Oklahoma, West Virginia, canceled. Purdue, wow. number 12, Indiana, canceled. Number 8, Tennessee, number 24, Tulsa, canceled. Number 20, Texas versus Kansas, canceled. Ole Miss, number against number 5, Texas A&M, Canceled. The Texas A&M game being canceled is is a problem because I seen them um, possibly being in the in the tournament round, going into the NCAA uh, the tournament bracket for for the national championship. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but hey, it, it's a canceled game. So number one, Bama, Arkansas, they play tomorrow. That game is 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 valid. SEC is going to find a way for these teams to play. Especially, <laughs> Especially
3: yeah, since yeah. the vaccine just came out. <laughs> like exactly. they got it already. <laughs> right. If you ain't like got vaccine. Nick Saban said the positive about two weeks ago. They still play. Hey, <laughs> they can <play it> tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't have the vaccine, B. <laughs> <laughs> SEC, we have it. They're gonna find a way for Alabama to play. (laughs) Roll Roll (laughs) Tide.
4: Roll vaccine before the time.
0: (laughs) Roll roll, Pfizer.
4: Also, man, we got number nine um, Georgia Bulldogs playing against number twenty-five Missouri. Again, a SEC game. So, for Georgia, they're playing. I got Georgia winning. Number 17, North Carolina playing against that ACC team. Um, Number 10, Miami. Pretty tricky. North Carolina can put up points, but they don't have no defense. Uh, Miami is young. Um, I'm rolling with Miami. I think uh, college football back down in Florida is back on the map. But they canceled the game, didn't they? Did they
0: just cancel it? Yeah, they just can't. That's what I'm saying. They just, I just got an alert that came over my phone uh, because, you know, I follow all things Miami, and they just canceled the game. They just enacted a midnight curfew down there, which down there, I can't even explain to you. It's a big deal. ACC cancels Miami Hurricanes' regular season uh-huh. finale against Georgia Tech. So I, uh, my apologies, then, Ozone, because I did my thing, um,
4: my recap, or my review at 4 o'clock. It and- just—it just, just broke. Okay. So I wonder if, because I had the, my next game was LSU against number six, Florida in Florida. So um, in Gainesville. So I'm wondering if, you, if you're going to get an alert for that one, too. No,
0: nah, I think that's um, I think that's South Florida is having the outbreak. And I got a couple of friends who are down there now posting pictures on Instagram. And they literally said there's not a mask in sight. They're the only ones that's out and about with a mask restaurants, whatever. And people looking at them crazy for wearing the mask. It's as if it doesn't even exist. So Bama, Florida is going down. <laughs> In more oh, ways I mean, than one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's Super that's spreader. That's What's the spread? <laughs> over under yeah, 50,
0: 50. cases. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's LSU, that's LSU, 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 LSU Florida, LSU. not Bama,
4: Florida. <laughs> yeah, you good. Well, Bama still playing, and Florida still playing, so we got to find we got to find something for SEC. Because, hey, man, sorry in COVID, I don't know, but they like we we play no matter what in the SEC conference. <laughs> they're gonna play. <laughs> we got number fifteen USC going against UCLA. Um, USC is is strong, and they're doing things. UCLA, as long as they got the coach over there. Uh, I'm going against him because he he's not doing the kids right. I don't believe. So that's what I have for the uh, for the
0: college football ozone. Now, if y'all want to talk basketball,
4: got...
0: we can do it. Oh, listen, this is you. You're the college expert. I don't even keep up lately. I'm two and from the slave, brother. So you have to enlighten <laughs> me. Now, have they been having the same kind of problems with the uh, with the college basketball season that they have with the football season, or no?
4: Yes, so a bunch of the college basketball games are being canceled. Also, um, Mike Krzyzewski Krish- he came out. He wanted uh, instead of usually the college basketball, there's about 32 games plus the 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 tournament. Right, right. now, the season usually begins November, um, but it you know after the non-conference games, going all the way up until maybe the first week of January. So Coach K, he jumped out and said, "You know what? It's an important time for these kids to, you know, play basketball because it's, a, it's definitely a, a way out. Um, but also, he wants these kids, instead of playing these tournaments, um, to go home, enjoy the holidays, and then come back and Get some play. You know, come the, back. They conference games, which is which is big, you know, it's real big. But you know, giving a shout out to to." young Luther and his son, young Reese, you know, he's just, he'll, he'll be suiting up for USC. So for USC hoops, which is interesting because when I hollered at him, he was saying that a lot of kids going into the basketball season, this is like a free season, meaning they don't have to red shirt or anything. They don't lose a season. Oh, wow. Um, but really? they get
3: to play. That's cool. Yes.
4: Real cool. Right. Wow. So, big shout-out to young Reese Waters Dixon out there who are checking into the dorms of USC tonight. Oh, wow. Wow.
3: wow.
2: Congrats.
0: Wow. That's great. Shout-out. Yeah, he gave me a call. I called him back. He didn't hit me back. Hit me when I was getting yeah. the COVID test, as a matter of fact. But, yeah,
4: the, the, the college hoops, is it's, you know, they canceled. We had a, a one-versus-two game earlier this week that was canceled, and that was Gonzaga playing um, playing Baylor which would have been definitely a good game. But they had to cancel that one. My boys, Michigan State, was going against Virginia in Virginia. They canceled that game also. So it's it's a lot of games that's being canceled, you know, due to just due to the COVID or just whatever that's going on, you know, just for the safety reasons. So Well, the Cavalry
0: is <laughs> on the way. And you know, with this first vaccine coming through, I got a feeling that the Moderna vaccine is going to come through right after that, and hopefully by March Madness, the kids will be able to play and play freely. You know, because they about yeah, start jabbing arms. arms, they, they about start putting the, vaccines in arms about putting at the them and, and
4: Some type of a bubble, right, right, because they're saying kind of like the 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 TBT tournament where uh, the the former NBA where the pro players play for the million dollars. This is what they're doing with the plans of what they're doing for the college uh, basketball players is, you know, pretty much from airport to hotel, from hotel to facility. Wow. You know, it's, it's, man, it's it's crazy because, you know, a lot of these kids have not been on an airplane or outside the area. So Mm. for them to just go to a hotel, you would think that, you know, you want to get out and have a free day as an athlete and see a little bit of the city, but they not even right able
0: now, to do that. You know, this ain't the time to for free days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's talk about something that we didn't get to talk about in the hodgepodge section. <laughs> One thing I want to cover. It's just heartbreaking news. And I mean, lightly heartbreaking in the sense of what's going on with 300,000 Americans dead from a virus. Uh, Clay Thompson his Achilles. And uh, we, we haven't got to speak about that. And honestly, Everybody knows me knows I'm no Warriors fan, but I am a Clay Thompson fan. And Big I think that this happened to this young man. I really do. And it's all the more reason that LeBron James is unreal. How do you never get hurt? You know how much how, how much you have to do, how much playing for other guys you got to do to make sure that you don't get hurt in a wreck league game? Right. You know? Let alone when you're talking about practicing, playing, working out, blah blah blah. And the cat hardly ever gets hurt. This is insanity. I hate I mean, to the, see that this happened to Clay. I really do.
3: Yeah. Because he's in a he's a, a special talent, man.
0: He is. And, you know,
4: it's you hate for it to happen. It happened. We want him to bounce back even when I was watching uh, uh, a show, and LeBron was actually talking about this, and they were saying that when you and you guys are all athletes, we've all played all world-round sports, uh, so we always said when you have one injury on one leg, you put so much pressure on that other leg because you're 100%. for that. Yeah, on that leg that injured. Now, even- LeBron was saying you may be thinking that you rolled an ankle. But it can go all the way up next to the calf, then to the knee, then to the thigh, then to the hip, then to the lower back. And while you're trying to heal that one ankle, you're compensating because you're putting more pressure on that other leg. So for that dude never, ever to be injured, you don't hear him complaining about a broke pinky, a dislocated your
0: pinky. You know to not dislocate your finger playing basketball? That's insane. Right. <laughs> and how many triple devils he has, he has not
4: dislocated
0: his feet. His feet. <laughs> that means he's involved with passing it, catching it, and putting it in the hole. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I mean,
3: said it's, it's remarkable. Terrible. The dude's been in the, the league 20 years, and the, the biggest injury he had was last year or the year before last with the, the groin.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: When he was yeah. out for what, three weeks or something?
0: No, he was out probably, and he was yeah. on and off out for like two months with that. And they went from first place to, to out of the playoffs. Sure did, to out the playoffs.
3: Showed you what the MVP is all about. <laughs> Man.
0: All right, do it for the tipper. We're on a marathon session of the Ozone here. It's time to wrap it up. Happy to have you back. We'll have it back next week, and uh, hopefully there'll be some games for you to give us some predictions on because we have some degenerate gamblers listening, and they need some tips. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope nobody bet on Danny Garcia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess it's jokes Everybody want to laugh and somebody
2: gets beat up uh,
0: <laughs> Dirty right <laughs> uh, y'all, y'all taught me well
4: The truth got a
0: hold of him Been telling you about that man Alright do it for the tipper Always a pleasure I'll catch you offline Peace Love
4: y'all ozone. Out
0: an action pack comeback episode of the Ozone. I got a few weeks coming off from the unicorn, folks, so we're going to try to be consistent with you. We got a lot of sports coming up, so we're going to have a lot to say because we're just opinionated like that. I want to leave you with a quote that I found that I really enjoy from Lee Mitchell Hodges. He's a journalist and a poet, and he says, Failure is often that early morning hour of darkness which precedes the dawning of the day of success. Don't give up, folks. We're all in this thing together. And we're almost on the other side of the hill. Take care of yourself and take care of your loved ones. Take care of your strangers that you don't even know. Because you're a human. And I'm a human. And I love you. This is the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the light.